straight cash, homie. Money in the bank, cake, 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 cake. Money in the bank, cake, 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 cake. Money in the bank, cake, 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 cake. I got it, got it. T's cross, cross. Cash, homie, cash, homie. Light switch. Yo, I just needed a little work, a little prayer. I just needed a little love. Yo, I swear it's a gift and a curse. I've accepted it's a gift and a curse. I've accepted. Yo, I'm tired of hearing about who's better. Please, this pineapple got it feeling like, yo, whatever. Yo, whatever. Whatever you say, pick a time, pick a date, city, town, borough, we game, any time, any place. Any place. Hey, Kanye, pick a day, no fucks giving the truth is you can't spill with gay. Back to the offering, okay. Anyway, Kanye, Chronicles, yo, how that Henny tastes, yo. No secret service up in the upper room, planetary connections, okay. Yeah, that's up to you. That's up to you. All righty, all righty, here we go. I really was just testing that. I threw that in there like last effing minute. For those of you tuning in, thank you for coming to the Bad Filipino Podcast. I have April Henry sitting in the green room. How come I don't have my background on? I'm going to go ahead and bring her in. Let's let's bring in Miss April Henry. Hey, hey darling. Thank you for being so patient. Did you see did all that show up on your end? I, I did. I saw all of it. And I was like, wow, I'm doing, I felt like I was in a slideshow. For the, the, <laughs> it was, it, but but I was there because that's where we met. We met at Nam. Yes, yes. You know, it's it's. I'm I'm telling you, I'm the queen of. I think I'm just or the king of. I just I, I feel like I'm just gonna constantly show up, not on time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, what the heck, yo? Um, <laughs> yeah, for well, reals. Being prepared is all about being late, right? Yeah. <laughs> for me lately i'm going to say yes you know it's i put that together okay so my daughter and i watched the mulan today the the live action okay I yeah wonder. and we can talk about that in a second but so then what happens is i'm like okay now i gotta make this intro video because remember i mean this is a this is an actual podcast and an interview but i'm still kind of toying with the features you know with Streamyard. so i'm like i gotta make an intro video so i okay. piece that together right after watching mulan before getting ready so it was me going through all of the history of all of me and screenshotting and, you know, taking screenshot of video and then rendering the whole damn thing together. And I used the InShot app on my phone and then threw that together and then rushed to look half decent because you said you were going to be all dolled up and it was going to be smell of vision So I'm like, okay, I got to at least look. Like, yeah, can you smell it? Can you smell it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, fuck it. I just, I, I got to see if this rolls and it, it worked. I think, um... It's weird that it's only that one spot, but I think it's because I didn't have the background on. But yeah, so that's like kind of my toying with the intro of me. Yeah, yeah. I love it because, you know, you're you're super like, it, it's like, this is me, Mickey Angeline, bah, bah, bah. And then it's like, and now I'm chill. <laughs> and now I'm chill. So I'm now, so chill. And, so and now, like, I don't know if you caught it, but like the beginning and the ending of that video are... um I use the Reface app, so those aren't me, but my face are on them. So that drummer in the beginning, and the guitarist in the beginning, and then that person at the end that does this, that's not me. That no, was I the magic. That. No, I totally thought it was you. But yes! I, 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 okay, I love it because I was actually thinking about doing that, like just doing, because I'm an actor as well, so I was like, you know nice. what? Nice. I want to do, do a super fake reel where I'm just going to like, I'm going to put my, my face. Do it. 
do it. It's so much fun. I am oh, yeah. so addicted to the Reface app. It's not even a joke. Oh, yeah. I do. I, I, I put together now, I take different clips and then make an entire movie. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so, I, this is the, the amount of time that I have on my hands and yet I'm late all the damn time. So those that are tuning in, this is the first time also that I am broadcasting this live on three platforms. So this is on my Facebook, this is on my YouTube, and I have a Twitch account. So I've uploaded it there as well. So how about you give the audience a little intro of who you are and what you do, and then we'll go into talking about what life has been like since the pandemic for you as an artist. Oh. <laughs> so my name is April Henry. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, actor, producer, um, wearer of, you know, many hats as we kind of all are, polymeth, creative polymeth. And uh, so I have been doing this pretty much since birth. I've also started to get into uh, voice, uh, becoming a voice instructor. It's something that kind of came to me in the past. Like people just started coming to me a lot of non-singers and it's something that I've become really passionate about because um, it, it actually helps. I have a severe uh, anxiety depression um, and so singing is one of the few things that actually literally makes me high. Like kundalini yoga and and I love teaching non-singers how to voice and how to vocalize and I, and I see how it kind of makes these miraculous um, effects in their in their world and in their life. And so I noticed I even would sing for pets and I would do certain like, th and, and my music, I, I've been told, you know, when I sing, when they go to my live performance, they're filled with energy and they, and, and, and that's what a real artist is and does. It's like you, you infuse people with that energy, you raise the vibration of the room. And um, so I call myself a frequency modulator because that's really the closest description uh, that kind of combines all those things because we're all, you know, creatives. Um, but I love to do what I do and raise the frequency. That's my that's my deal. That's what I love. Nice. I, oh, wow. I like the whole Kundalini thing too. That really took me out. By the way, I don't know if you can see it, but Luciana says hi to you, or hi. Lucia. My apologies. Oh, Lucia. Hey, girl. Yeah, we're um, going back to New York. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, Kundalini. Oh, meditation. Oh, what? Yeah. Now, okay. So I read it and I threw it in. I threw it in the intro of this. You sing in different languages. Yeah, I've always, uh, I've always been a very cunning linguist. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I at a young age I started playing around with with language and. Um, but I never was really taught. I wasn't taught a second language. Um, I tried Hebrew at one point. Um, I'm, I'm half, half a bagel. Um, but I was like, mm, I don't know. I, it just, the whole other, you having a whole other alphabet didn't really appeal to me. Um, <laughs> but I loved, um, hearing sounds and then I could replicate them. And I'm also a voiceover writer. So I would, I would just automatically hear something I could replicate it. Um, and so I loved singing in French. I was also an opera singer for a while. Um, yeah, there's so many. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, and so it, like I would, I would be singing Ave Maria, you know, in Latin, and then I would be singing, um, you know, in Italian, obviously Puccini, and then you sing uh, French opera, The King of Tool, and and then I would be singing in theatrical productions, and um, and also you know at people's weddings, or you know you just you just do, and and then I was singing at art show gallery openings, I was singing in Bulgarian, man, uh, yeah, just cool wow. stuff, you know. Wow, <sighs> I'm like so. <sighs> I purposely didn't overstudy on you because I wanted to give you my my organic reaction to everything because I just knew you were a big deal, but I had no idea you were this much of a big deal. I mean, as an opera singer, that's a totally different platform as far as style of music, you know. Well, as a vocalist, I think there are some people who we're all natural vocalists, okay. you know, but we're we're a lot of people are untaught. You know, basically, they're taught that they're not vocalists and because they're not encouraged to do so or they they're experimenting. And um, and then, you know, we pass the age of eight. We kind of stop acclimating all these sounds and we kind of we hardwire a lot more. Um, but I was born into a family, fortunately and unfortunately, very creative. Um, and so we're we're all very cunning linguists. Um, <laughs> like all like um, talkers, singers, communicators, actors, directors, you know, agents. So it's like everybody is has got something to say. I was actually the quiet one in the family. Um, so <laughs> and now you what? can't set me up. Yeah. Um, really now? <laughs> okay, so when did that change from being the quiet one to the not quiet one? Uh, well, I think it's, I had one of those moms. She was just like, that rock star mom she was the mom everybody wanted you know and it was like she was the cool one and we were just like yeah we're just like your minions basically um and <laughs> so and i was kind of okay it was like always the i'm the chill one you know i was like yeah and then you know um but i think at a certain point i was always shy throughout high school and i think i i wasn't really comfortable with being who i really was and saying what I really thought, like ever. And so that's when writing um, became really important. Um, and when I really started to become a songwriter, I started writing at the age of like uh, eight, I started writing poetry. And then when I was like, tw I think 11, I wrote my first song. Um, okay, yeah. wait, hold on, back on, back up, I mean. Okay, so eight, eight years old poetry, what were you writing about at age eight? I was writing about world peace. <laughs> <gasps> what? Okay, so. Help me and those watching and listening from an eight-year-old's perspective. What did you understand about the world needing peace? I'm intrigued. I, <laughs> this is great. I don't like who, who thought world peace could be interesting, right? Um, no, but <laughs> I'm not even that interesting. I'm just thinking grasping the concept at eight years old. Well, I was I was always an empath, I think. So I was always picking up on all this drama, like, you know, fighting in my household. Like my my mom and my dad were 11 years apart and they were both musicians and like struggling with finances and the whole, you know. And so like and, and then what was going on in the world when I would hear stuff was going on, you know, people not eating in Africa. And, you know, like I, I just I couldn't believe that the world was like I could be, you know, be safe and. And, and I just felt like this weight of just like, why is it that I can have all this and other people can't? And that oh, wow. bothered me. You oh, know, wow. It fundamentally bothered me. And I thought one day, one day, 
I've got to change the world because there's just no, it's so unnecessary, like unnecessary suffering, you know? Yeah. And so I, I felt like nobody, I didn't really feel like a sense of connection to a lot of kids my own age. I was kind of very adulting. Um, so I kind of just would listen to adults and talk to them a lot. And, um, but writing was a place where I felt like I could just do me. And so writing about peace when I was eight, I was just like, I was envisioning the world the way it could be if we just kind of tap into like an agreement, like a moment of agreement. And at eight. So then at 11, you wrote your first song. Was it a song when you wrote it? Were you playing instruments at the time? Were you just kind of singing and creating a melody? Like, what was that song about at 11? (laughs) Okay, so were you in middle school yet? Or were you still like in like fifth or sixth grade? I was in sixth grade. So I was going to a magnet school um, in South Florida. I'm originally from South Florida. Um, and, uh, wait, 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 hold on. You're originally from Florida, but you've been on the East coast. Okay. We're going to touch on where you've been after this one, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I'm writing a (laughs) song and it was called, don't you cry. And, uh, it was, it was like a lullaby. It was like uh, very soul. I was so into like R and B and soul. I still am. Um, uh, but it was very like, uh, you know, playing my kind of my, a couple of chords, uh, on the piano, both my parents are pianists. Okay. insanely gifted one of my cousins is like a juilliard pianist she's i will never be at that level and it's okay i'm cool with that um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and um so i loved uh well i'll sing i'll sing a little for you it was uh oh oh my gosh will you yes wait hold on okay everybody (laughs) april henry is gonna sing the song she wrote when she was 11 years old take it away april okay don't you cry Everything's gonna be alright, don't you cry. Just rest your head, baby. I'll worry for you instead. Rest your head. What if I love you too much not to make you see? What's in my eyes? And what if I'm really just too scared to love you the way that I do? Deep inside, deep inside, deep inside. And then it goes into another verse. <laughs> oh my goodness. What? Not bad you, for an 11 year old. <laughs> we mean, not bad. That is amazing. I was really getting into that song. And it's called, what's the name of that song? Uh, Don't You Cry. Oh. Okay, what inspired that song? Um, you know, world Peace? It just, it's all about world peace, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm on the pageant wagon right now. Yeah. What do you think? World you know, I wasn't going to say it because I was thinking of Miss Congeniality because I fucking love that movie. Love world that. Peace. World peace. And of course, Andrew Bullock comes off with something about making sure people are arrested or, or justice. And then everyone like, world peace. And then everyone collapsed. No, I actually, I'm both of those people. I'm okay. both of those. I'm like, I, you know what? I am too, actually. Like, I believe in, I believe, yep. <laughs> I believe in peace. But I also believe that you're not allowed to invade my space or violate me or violate people that I love. So, you know, turning the other cheek is not my thing. I'm more of the warrior stance on that. It's like, I'll let other people turn the other cheek. I'm just going to bust you in the cheek. So (laughs) 
I kind of, which we'll get into later in the show, why it resonated so much with Mulan, the 98 cartoon, and then this live action. Because, girl, if you haven't seen it now listening to you describe yourself, you must see it. Because it's right up that alley. Oh, my gosh. So you like you sing about world peace, but you'll stand your ground is what you're saying. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm all, well, I'm like, you know, I, I my secret desire is I would love to be like Ipman. Like, I would love yeah. to be oh, that guy. The actor is in that. I can't oh, think Donnie of his name. in it? He is in it. I oh. forgot his real name. I've oh, seen all 57 Ipmans. But <laughs> yes, he's, yeah. um. I believe he's the general of the guard. He's in it. Um, um, Jet Li is in it. And Jason Scott Lee. Oh played, my god. Yeah. That uh, like Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. That he was actually like, plays the bad guy. I think that was my first like super like uber like hot guy crush that I was. Was Jason like, Scott Lee? Jason Scott Lee. I was like. He's good looking. He is. Oh, yeah. He was so good looking in that movie. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he was a very buffed out version of Bruce Lee because Bruce Lee was very, very, very thin. I mean, very muscular, but super tiny. And um, so, you know, I don't remember if they tried to speed up a little bit of some of the fight scenes just so it's it was the speed that Bruce Lee had, even though he did all of his fight scenes. But it took me a minute. I totally forgot that he was in it because I remember when they first were advertising about it and they mentioned his name and then didn't think nothing of it. Pandemic happens. Everything's happening. It comes on. and I'm like, why does he look familiar? And probably two minutes into it, I realized, oh, my gosh, because the makeup is just so good. And he's a completely evil guy completely evil guy so with the makeup and him acting evil it caught me off guard (laughs) but um still hot just evil and dirty but like (laughs) well because he's because they do a lot of scenes and kind of desert kind of so it isn't uh, you know like in the cartoon it was mostly snow there's only like one small scene with snow a lot of it's just terrain when it comes to the actual battles and the fight and all that and the war. So it was like, hmm, okay. He's <laughs> literally that. dirty. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Alina says, yo, yo. Welcome in the chat. Those of you just tuning in, this is The Bad Filipino. I'm your host, McAngeline. And we're talking stuff with artist, actor, empath, healer, April Henry. Did I get that right? Oh, wow, Who's been yeah. writing poetry since eight and writing songs since 11 and she wants world peace. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a recap. Uh, you know, a Pollyanna is going to pop out of here, but I'll still have my archery bow, so we're good. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, let's back this up again because I do recall you offering to shoot me with fire when I was, when I was dead, right? <laughs> okay, so those that are listening are like, what the heck is Mickey just talking about? I have always fantasized having a Viking funeral um, because my mom and I have always, um, we don't want to be buried. We think that's a waste of space. It's bad for the um, for the environment. It's bad for the planet. It takes up, we're just, I don't know, when they first came up with the whole idea of idolizing people and putting them in coffins, I think the population of the world was like a thousand. But I wouldn't, if I were to research it, I would almost guess at least a quarter of this planet is now cemeteries but to it just seems so um noble to be put on a boat with a bunch of wood and pushed out to the ocean and then having people firing fire arrows into me then and then i just go up into flames in the ocean and i believe you piped in on facebook and go you know i shoot bows and arrows i'm all <laughs> what <laughs> because the thing is that i have to trust people to actually do it when i was gone and then of course not 
because it's illegal. So then I couldn't really <laughs> say that that's what was happening, like when it happened. Just you invite people out, like, what are we doing here? And <laughs> like, just it happens. Like, I would only be able to tell maybe five people that it's happening. So you would be one of the ones I would say, all right, April, I trust you. I want you to shoot a flaming arrow into my body when I'm dead. Yeah, when you're dead. I mean, don't trust me to do it. <laughs> because uh, you have video of you, don't you, of shooting arrows? I do. I yeah. Do. I think that's where I saw that. And I was like, what is she doing? So I how long have you been doing that since so you later. were, what, three? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it's really recent. I didn't even find out that until uh, recently that one of my uh, family members, actually two of them, are like, well, one of them is was like, a, he was like national champion uh, archer, like my great grandfather. And so uh, like, there's all these really good, you know, shooters in my family, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. On the, on the non-Jewish side. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, are you saying Jews don't shoot arrows? Uh, in, in general, I don't, I don't think so. I can't speak for them. I'm not Jewish, so I'm asking. Or those know. of not, Jewish Not the Jews faith. in my family. The Jews okay. in my family, they're like, they are attorneys and dentists and artists. And that's yes. For one involved. year, I worked at an international law firm in San Francisco, and the owner's Jewish. So, yes, I know that. But you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Completely. What? I actually, and it's quite, it was my first time working in San Francisco. This was in, this was 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. And I remember it's quite the eclectic group. Like one of the attorneys is a was a Mexican Jew who's a Republican. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> okay. That can exist. Mm-hmm. Go, and it did. I mean, it was just that eclectic of, well, it's the financial district of San Francisco. So, and then driving Lyft there last year up until this year, mm-hmm. it's very much a melting pot in just that city. So. Yes. I, I see. I love that. I love that people are so unique, have very unique perspectives. And I think I've had some really incredible, I've traveled. Okay. So I've toured, I've toured the country uh, for about three and a half years total. Like as much as I've toured the country, I have literally driven almost everywhere in this country. Um, and I lived on the road for about a year and a half. Um, so mm. I, I just love finding out what people think. Like that's kind of my thing. And I, I can kind of just douche, like uh, douche out. I douche <laughs> out my brain. You know, I'm just like, whatever you have to say, I'm going to hear it. And I'm going to be completely tolerant. And I'm, even if it's intolerant, I can totally douche my brain that way and just be like, okay, well, I heard it. And I, I'm still going to look for like pieces of humanity, even if whatever said is not humane. Um, but like, I find that really interesting. I'm like, and then I find a little like cornerstone and I'm like, okay, I'm going to hitch a little perspective on top of that right there. And then I create, I, I like throw seeds at people and then I'm like, and you can take that, you can grow it or you don't have to, but that's, that's your choice. There it and is. That's, that's, there you have it. And there it is. There um, it is. But so I get what you're saying. It's like, I, I love finding out why people think what they do too. It's like, you go, I do Texas. too. Like I drove through Texas and uh, I was driving in this bright orange Jeep um, with a very brown man. And it was awesome because like you, you wouldn't think, right? Like, I mean, uh, and, and I like, I know so many different kinds of people. So this guy with absolutely no teeth, he's got his, literally his tractor is up on a fucking flatbed. Okay. And he comes over to my car and we're like, Oh shit, I don't know what this is going to be. Right. And <laughs> the brown guy in the car is next to me. <laughs> he's like, and, and, uh, he goes right up to him. Actually. He's like, man, I love your car. 
man, that's incredible. Where'd you, how long you've been driving? And he like had all these questions for him. And like, we went to Nashville and this lady, she was like, can you just talk to me? I'm from Alabama. I love Nashville. It's such an international city. And she's like, and I, and I just, she comes up, like totally ignored me. And, and I loved it. I was like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. She, she goes up to him and she says, I, you know, can you just talk to me with that New York accent? I'm just so tired of this damn Southern accent. I can't stand another person who's talking like, like the most weird, interesting experiences. Like, and I love that. I love that there's. That they're curious and upfront about it and very open and. So much going on in this country right now. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, I envy you that I have not traveled. I would love to. In fact, that still is on my bucket list and, you know, cross fingers, the whole COVID and the quarantining and all that, you know, is dissipated by next year, like by summer, because I would like to be able to travel. But I have to admit, uh, driving in the Bay, especially as Lyft, I have run into so many different kinds of people in all walks of life from other countries, other parts of the state, other economic status, um, like uh, family values and just the backgrounds. And it was, I would be engaged in these amazing conversations with people. And I've been very fortunate to at least experience it that way, unlike your cool way in actually traveling. Because, I mean, I've been to a few states here on the coast, and I've been, um, I've only, the only East Coast thing I've been, and people say it doesn't count, was Florida. <laughs> no, you're right. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. So, but it's, but it's not here. So I, I was excited that I wasn't here. Cause I mean, I've been to Hawaii half a dozen times more so because on my dad's side, even though I'm, this is where I'm, I'm, the bad Filipino comes from the fact that I'm really bad at being Filipino, but I was raised with Hawaiian culture. So it isn't entirely my fault. So I did spend a lot of time in Hawaii and I've spent a few, like I've been in Washington, I've been in Oregon, I've been in Texas, like not really, you know, but for work. So I got to travel. <laughs> I just feel like I don't have enough under my belt. No. Well, you know what? That's it. You're going to be Mickey Angeline on the road. You're going to podcast from everywhere. Like, that's the goal i actually have a story for that real quick brownlander says you guys rock brownlander has seen you live a few times oh wow i don't know who brownlander is but thank you brownlander <laughs> and then alina actually says she doesn't know why you wouldn't be able to use it because you're a disney princess okay merida is that what you're getting at mm. that's, that's what they go with you know but she's an amazing character though i loved that that show i loved that movie she was very, very strong. She was the whole, I don't need to marry. I don't need a guy. I'm going to marry myself. I'm like, get it, girl. Get it. Okay. Yeah. Like, it was really good. I did like that. So, I, I mean, I guess I could see that. I mean, I honestly could see you playing Merida in Disneyland. Have you? No, I, I have not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I probably never will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. But you're okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not that I was trying to push you into that career direction. I just was thinking since it was brought up. So, okay, hold on. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's backtrack a little bit on your career. Cause you're a singer and you're also an actor. How has that now with the COVID see, cause I, I brought this up now. This is the third podcast I've done. And in every conversation we've discussed how, as far as things being shut down, live music and live theater, Broadway performances, musicals have all been the hit the worst and they're expected to be the last to actually come back 100 percent. and yep. you work in both of those fields in a sense but you also have the voiceover acting which is probably what's saving you at this point you know actually i have taken i have taken a break from oh. 
pretty much like uh, I stopped. Um, I, I put in a few self tapes, which is actually a lot of people are still booking work and doing fine with self tapes. And and yes, voiceover acting, that's still a thing. But I kind of um, I kind of took a side dive from that. And I was like, you know what, I got to go with what I'm kind of vibing at the moment. And actually the voice voice lessons teaching has okay. is definitely a passion for me. And and people have just kind of come to me. So it's like I'm doing more of that and I'm putting together a six week program um, that I'm going to be able to kind of automate and send out there so that I can focus on other things. I mean, I have been writing like a writing machine. Ooh. And so, okay. yeah, I mean, there's but been, what is it you're writing? Uh, so I've been writing a lot of music mm. um, and I've been writing, uh, working on a, a couple of. Uh, couple of different projects as far as writing uh, uh one is a film uh one is a, a tv series so i've been just working on so many uh, different projects that it was like okay well this is coming in and this is going to make money and i also um i also have a i'm a founding member of a graphic design company that we pitch projects and we do so i'm kind of i, I told you I'm a, I'm a creative polymath so i kind of do whatever's coming in at the moment so it's like, okay, that I focus on what I'm focused on and I achieve my goals. But if something's pulling in money, you got it. And in this, you've got to be adaptable. You do. So, it, yeah. That's honestly that I think that's what really has flipped the script for a lot of people. In fact, there was a meme that went around yesterday that I agree with 110%. The, the true hustlers, you know, in this COVID, if you weren't a true hustler, it's showing that you're not able to adapt and make it work and figure out other streams of income, whether it's in your field or a branch of your field, or if you have to take a break from it, but you're underlining writing while you're doing other things, but you're still in it. I mean, if you're teaching vocal, you're still in it. You're just um, encouraging others to take, to bring that out. Cause you even mentioned that in the beginning of this interview that, you know, you believe everyone's a vocalist. They just, um, they've suppressed it or they don't believe in themselves enough or they tried it and maybe someone or someone told them they shouldn't follow that and they listened. Yeah. And it sounds like you're giving people that, uh-uh, this is, you can do this and I'm going to help you with it. And that's awesome. Especially well, being an empath. I think they feel that. I think they vibe off of that with you. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And that's the thing is it's like, I've always said that ever since I was a kid, I, people would come up to me and they're like, oh my God, your voice is so beautiful. You know, and they would say, I wish I could do that. And I said, well, you can I said, you know, you're not going to be me. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be this person. You're going to be you. you. Mm -hmm. But that's, and, and so I've always encouraged people to find their voice, like, and embrace their voice and make that the best you you can be. Because you can't, I, I don't, I, and I always hated because I was always kind of an alpha. Like when I do something, I'm just like, I go, I mean, like, you know, you're a Leo, you get it. Um, but Wait, are I, you a Leo? No, I was supposed to be a Leo. I was born a preemie. Um, oh, so a cancer? <laughs> so I'm a cancer. Okay. So that, that I've, I've always, I'm good at taking a backseat and I'm good at like coaching people for that reason, because I'm like, I, I'm super confident when I need to be, and I, but like now, but I've worked on that. Um, and I just like, this is what I'm doing. And I don't give a shit anymore. If people are jealous of me or they have personal problems, I'm like, that's you. I get it now. I'm like, no, 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 that has nothing to do with me. That's you. Um, there but, it is. Yeah. And, and so, but so it's like, it's all about building confidence. And I love the, those are like generally my favorite students are the wallflowers or people who say I can't do it. I'm like, okay. You're going to prove you wrong in the best way possible. Yeah. It's well, almost like you take them on as your little projects of just to watch them flower and grow. Yeah. I like, like a true instructor. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I totally like, 
I, I, uh, I, I hypnotherapize them. I'm like, no, 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 no. See, this is what it is. It's okay. You're going to let that go. Let that thought. That's fine. You can have that thought for that second. But now you, we're going to redirect this. Okay. We're going to say this and then this, and you're going to have to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Oh, the out loud part. People yeah. struggle with that. That's, that's the same struggle as when they tell you to talk in the mirror to yourself. That's a struggle. But Hearing see, yourself, recording yourself, and then listening back to it. That's a struggle. <laughs> oh, yeah. For the, for the first lesson, that's always hard. Like, yeah. But there's always a transformation after the fourth lesson. And I say, you've got to give me four lessons because, um, especially with beginners, like there's a there's a learning curve. And you don't know where that's going to happen. But all like almost without fail, there is something magical that happens by lesson four. And, and what's so that? There, like something will happen in their life. Like I worked with an actress and uh, she wasn't a singer, like in the traditional sense at all. And she just wanted to do it for fun. And she was doing voiceovers and she was like, maybe I'll, you know, kind of more go that. And I said, well, let's just do it. Let's just say you're going to be a singer by the end of this and make that your big hairy goal. Right. And then you kind of end up somewhere in the middle. Right. Um, and then you can grow from that. So she was she started doing uh, her acting classes and by her third class, uh, and she was doing this acting class at the same time she was teaching with me, uh, learning with me, and her, uh, someone who was very, uh, like an A, B celebrity in her class came up to her and he said, I don't know what's going on with you, but you have, your voice, something is going on with your voice. Like it's, it, it was, I was so entranced by your voice in that scene. And someone actually picked out the fact that her voice was, and it was because I tell people you've got to drop it in. Like that's, that's one of the hardest things a lot of people don't think about with actors is that they're, they, people think it's all about visual. No, 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 no. What makes a Hollywood movie great is the sound. And you as an actor, a lot of people, if they're not tuning in with their voice and their voice is not tuned in with their entire instrument, their entire body. I don't teach people to sing with just their voice. I teach them to sing with their entire body. Oh. Okay, I almost feel like I need to take a couple lessons from you just to kind of feel that. But you would need four, right? Uh, four, four, yeah. To bring it out. Okay. To get your, to get your Mickey Mouse. To get- <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what, girl? I'll, 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 I'll get you there. I'm probably, you're, you're a singer, you're a vocalist, so you'll probably get there by well, two. I say that, but you know what? Um, I recently, I, I don't know if you, you probably weren't watching the last one. I had mentioned it. I'm having breathing issues, and it's, and it's been since April, and. Uh, April and I it's where I, I have the, um, the labored shortness of breath labored breathing shortness of breath so I'm doing better with these like the first um, podcast I did I found myself getting really short of breath and I was trying to control my vocal so it didn't sound like I was running a hundred flights of stairs trying to shove Twinkies in my mouth and I was completely <laughs> overweight because that's what I felt like when I was doing my first podcast but now I'm I'm kind of back into the the swing of controlling my breathing and controlling the levels when I'm talking but so it would be interesting. I'm I'm really not kidding. I'm I'm actually you intrigued. Do something right now. You want to do something live? Oh God. Do okay. Well. Do. Well. Okay. Let's start with breathing. Okay. Oh, oh my. Okay. So hold up. Okay. Oh. Okay. So Jalisa wants lessons. Okay, Jalisa, you're gonna get one. Thank you, Brownlander. Loving the energy <laughs> of the interview. Okay. You know what? I take the challenge. Let's do this live. What are we doing? Because I want to hear you sing opera later too. Because I'm really intrigued <laughs> by the fact that you sing opera. But okay. So you're gonna give me a lesson right now. Is what you're saying? Okay. Okay. This is going to be a little, it's going to be a little mini. It's going to be a five minute lesson. Okay. Like five minute makeup. Um, (laughs) 
so so here we go it's going to be um now we're going to first start relax now i want you to put your hands on top of your your knees if you're sitting in the position i want you to make sure your legs are uncrossed and i want i'm going to show you i'm going to back it up girl i'm going to back it up uh oh uh oh okay so i i actually you know what i would i will stand for you so you can see kind of like your knee should be slightly bent okay so okay. if you're doing this standing your knee should be slightly bent okay. uh but right now we'll just do it sitting um, but I want one foot in front of the other, okay? So okay. That you feel like you could now understand that I'm four eleven, so my feet dangle. But we'll do this, <laughs> okay? Because until I can get my office chair, right now I've got the kitchen chair, and it's just you know what? You're so I'm DIYing this. So there, so okay. So here we go. Did you notice how I got up when I I sat straight up? Okay, okay. We're so doing. If you this. needed to get up, you totally could. Okay, okay, here we go. So I want you to now relax and kind of feel like there's almost this loose kind of preggers belly thing going on oh there's no there's a preggers belly but okay oh yeah and just embrace that and kind of um rub your belly a little bit kind of rub, I have your to belly rub my belly rub your, yeah and rub your sides a little bit just start uh, okay. with okay hold on hold on let me let me get all up in some of my stuff okay i'm just rubbing my belly yes oh yeah <laughs> this is going really the wrong direction but the right direction um <laughs> so it's rubbed it's so right okay so now um i want you to take your hands and kind of allow them to be in front of you and allow them to waft a little bit. Okay? okay. And I want them to go down to the side. Okay. And now I want you to give me a little bit of an energy ball right here. So I'll show where, where are you? Okay. There you are. So it'll be, yeah, your hands are going to be just kind of this very relaxed. And so I want you to keep them in front of you, right in front of the lower part of your belly. And as you breathe in and you expand, I want you to lift your arms with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it. And so get your hands a little bit lower so that nobody nobody can see them on the screen. I don't want okay. anybody to see your hands. This okay. is just for you, babe. Okay, okay. babe. And anyone <laughs> else who's listening and following along with this direction, babe. Yeah, yeah, babe. All of you, do it with us. Do it. Okay. Okay. And you can close your eyes or you can keep it open, whatever, whatever feels good. Okay. And then you just... Now you're going to have a little bit of tension, so roll it. You can feel that. Usually when you do this, you'll feel a little bit of tension. So roll it a little bit. And kind of then put your hands back on your back on your knees and kind of shake your shoulders out a little bit. And you can see how I haven't worn a bra for a month. And then just relax. <laughs> I actually was not looking good. Now I'm staring and you're horrible. Go ahead. <laughs> Making me stare boobs in front of everybody. God dang. Okay. So now what we're going to do is we're going to count for to three. And we're going to breathe in three counts. One, two, Three. Hold. Two. Three. Breathe out. Two. Three. Hold. Two. Three. All right. Now you can do that. Now, do you feel a little bit more relaxed? Yeah, actually, I do. Yeah. So automatically, your rhythm just slowed off. You just went into an alpha state by counting. So, like, that is what literally, that's where we need to be when we sing because we have to be ready to, you know. Mm. at any time so it okay. takes a bit of relaxation and that will transfer into the relaxation of the breathing because a lot of people when they um they they get tension in their body which then when they have to sing goes usually direct here um when you're singing right that tension gets so it's all about being loose so you're going to look to the left to the right to the left to the right nice and gentle just be super gentle yeah and if you want to yeah just and i sometimes when people are super tight up here i'm like tight 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 and then drop and you yes. do that tight, 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 drop. You do it's that. like self-massage. Uh, yeah. 
And so now we're gonna do a really quick, um, we're gonna do a really quick exercise. This is really good. So this would be your first week. I'm gonna I would say to do. Yeah, yeah, do it. So what I'll do now is you take a deep okay. breath. Okay. One, two, three, or however deep you can go. If you can go to five, go to five. I'm working with a guy with COPD and he can only Ooh. get to three. So Ooh. you take it at See, your I'm kind of there right now. It's horrible. Okay, so you know, start at three and then you go to one, two, three, four, five, breathe in, and then you will release on a hissing sound. So you'll go. Mm, okay. I'm all trying not to do it right in the mic. So <laughs> and she just going. Go, mm, you can just keep going. Right? Yes. And so that's that's your starter point, right? So okay. See how much breath you've got, right? Yeah. And then and then you put that on a note. So then I would do something like this. I will make you do this first online and because that's that's too intimidating. I get <laughs> it. So I will do this for you and I will show you. So I would then be relaxed. Okay, I'm all ready to go. And I can hold the energy ball in front of me if I like. play around with the different sounds but you can keep going keep going keep going going that's saying train your breath and you start learning how to place the sound directly on now usually the that was like in that was like a sound healing that was like a sound bath you just did <laughs> that really was you understand i know you know and so that's because i'm a reiki practitioner as well so i understood the whole thing about holding the energy ball in front i do that Baseballs. So it's like you're doing. You just did this note that was like a like like a healing sound. Yeah, and I actually I do another exercise when I um, I teach people how to do a scanning exercise. They call it a siren in vocal terms, and a lot of these things can doppelgangers each other's. But basically, you become a tuning fork for yourself. Oh, yes, tuning yeah. forks. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you become like a tuning fork. So this is uh this is the siren exercise. So we go. That's definitely a siren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a siren. So that's one of the things that was more operatic, but um, like you, you learn how to do this and how to, you can project sound into a person. And that's how one of the healing techniques that some practitioners will actually use to re, um, reestablish the different frequencies and all of the different chakras. So yeah, and you basically do that for yourself. So that's one of the things I teach people how to do healthfully in, in my classes. That's really great. Yeah. You're good. Hey, thanks. Hey, everyone. Everyone clap there for, for Miss April and that, that little <laughs> intro to proper breathing and singing with your whole body. Now, Jaleesa, who's in the room, knows. She's the one. She's a singer herself, actually. We met Beautiful. because I used to do – okay, so I used to do a lot of karaoke for – years like I start we're talking almost 20 years not that I'm professional I got paid but I that was my thing because I don't drink and I don't smoke I don't do the stuff I don't do I'm, I'm as pure as they come which probably would explain the energy that I give off I'm literally a purist in a sense mm -hmm. but so I would go to the bars to dance and to sing karaoke and so Jaleesa and I we would meet up I mean not like on purpose but we would end up at the same bar almost every weekend 
singing all the time. And that girl's got some pipes. Let me tell you, she's got some vocals. She got some pops. And for me, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I, I hold my own. I mean, at least before this whole thing happened, I hold my own. Um, but that would, you brought me back to just the, the whole practicing of being even present with yourself. Because when you're focusing on the way you're breathing and you're focusing on the ball in front of you and all of that, that's, that's where you're, you're teaching them without they realize it is tuning everything else out and focusing on within. So kudos and my, to you. My opera that. singer was actually, my opera singer teacher was the one who taught me that, Shane Ryman. She, she sang with Dame Sutherland and Pavarotti and she went to school in Sweden um, and learned all these incredible Swedish vocal techniques. And these are some of them that, that she taught me. Yeah. So it's all part of it. So good. So, okay, if you were to, <laughs> if you were to have me sing a note, mm -hmm. like in that first lesson, mm -hmm. what range do you usually, how do you find someone's range as a, as a vocalist, as a teacher? Well, one of the, I can usually. I guess what tell, they call it, being in the pocket. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I can usually tell um, by, when I'll usually have them go up and down the scales. That's like the traditional way. But okay. I can, it depends on the person because sometimes people will be, they'll be too daunted by the scales and believe it or not, especially if they're not singer, suddenly people, when they think they're supposed to sing, they change, their voices change, they get tense and they were doing just fine before they thought they had to sing. And then mm. the scales, so I will quite often not do scales until with a with a non-singer until at least lesson four because they need to they need to baby brain it you know oh so you're teaching them but they don't really know it you're like doing a whole karate kid miyagi on them so okay. when they were washing the car and painting the fence and sanding the deck they had no idea they were actually learning the skills yeah while they were doing my makeup Look for you. this yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at you teaching them when they didn't even know it that's clever because you're right. People, we're, we, all of us, we are kings and queens of getting in our own way. We are ambassadors of the imposter syndrome. Like it is so easy for us to doubt that we can do anything versus believing we can do everything. Well, there's right? a book you're going to love and I encourage everyone in the entire universe to read it. Um, it's called Becoming Superhuman. Oh, wait, hold on. Do you remember uh, who the author is by? Joe Costenza. I, I'm I'm screwing up the last name. I know that I am, um, but it's it's a Joe. The guy's okay. name is Joe, um, and it's becoming superhuman. Um, there, you will see it. It has a blue cover, um, but this this book is just incredible, and it's all about rewiring the brain um, and becoming like the person you're meant to be, and and exploring possibilities and. Um, remembering your future basically is what okay. it comes down to. It's like remembering who you're becoming. And that's what people forget is like their, their possibilities. And, and yes, I, I do think there's a degree of like, we're all hired hardwired. Like I was, I was never going to be an astrophysicist. Let's get real. Um, right. I mean, I don't know. Um, See, here we go again. Really? You never were, but maybe a quantum physicist. You only wrote a poem about world peace at age eight. So you sure you couldn't have become a quantum physicist? Because I think you could have. You know, I maybe I just never wanted to. I don't want to do all is. that math. I don't there want to do all that. Do you want to do that much math? I mean, it's a lot of math. Yeah. I can do logical math in my head all day long, but you give me formulas and it's out the door. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get that. Why are you making stuff up and then telling me that it's real? Like I don't yes. get it. For, for, for therapy. 
<laughs> okay, so awesome. why did you lead into you were not going to be a the physicist? Why did you lead into that? Oh, I'm curious. Um, well, I think you know there are certain the boundaries are our desire because like I I've always been fascinated with people who get struck by lightning um, and survive it. I I know this sounds really morbid, but <laughs> I just, no, I just flashed to the movie Powder. But go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, oh, my old I reference movies um, all the time, just so you know. Perfect. I love it. Um, <laughs> and I love that movie and I cry every time, but go ahead. Okay, so yes, <laughs> grokin, grokin. Um, so yeah, but like people who survive lightning strikes, it's a phenomenal to me because their brains are usually completely wired differently. They're hardwired differently. And it just like they become somehow unlimited in a new way. Like there was this guy who was a heart surgeon and he was struck by lightning, and then afterwards he um, he rehabilitated, and his wife just was like, "Who are you?" He became obsessed with playing piano. He became an incredible pianist, like whoa, like incredible pianist. Like he'd wow. never even touched a piano before. He became obsessed with it, and that's all he would end up doing. He it was like a hard reset, and then took him a different direction. Yeah, and it and it just fascinates me that people. It's like when we're born. You know, we are gen genetically, I think, predisposed uh, predisposed to, to certain, you know, predilections. But then, okay, that I get. I, I fall with that. Okay. Yeah, but then we, yeah. at some point, you know, it, with the right traumas, uh, we can, <laughs> we can get redirected. And so you be you have to survive. So you become something different. And the brain is like, well, this is what I want now because this is all dead. You that shit got killed. Okay. So. So this is what I want and what I need to survive. And so I find that fascinating. Um, yeah. Wow. So that's where, where I was going with that. Look at that. Okay. So I'm going to throw this up. Lucia says, so true, Mickey, always knew what I wanted to be since I was four. But then you grow up and you start self-doubting yourself. And you know what, Lucia? It's, it's adults do that to us. Because I remember vividly being very young and, and like I'm kind of quasi teasing you about the whole world piece at eight. But I believe that because I had a lot of adult thoughts growing up. And the hardest thing for me was is I didn't have the experience and the wisdom to vocalize what I was feeling. Right. We have these um, complex thoughts on what we think the world is or what is out there. But our vocabulary hasn't caught up to that yet. And I always, I plowed through life like there was nothing I couldn't do. And I was fortunate that there weren't a lot of people that told me I couldn't until a certain age. So, I mean, I tried everything under the sun. I was like the jack of all trades, master of some. And it was, it was, it was that thirst of knowledge to say, that looks interesting. I'm going to try it. I used to grow up and say, I'm going to learn how to drive an 18 wheeler. I'm going to learn how to, how to, how to do a boat. Cause you just never know if you're like in a situation where you have to escape. And if the only thing there to escape is a boat, you got to know how to drive it. Like that was, yes! that was just my <laughs> thought process. I just, I would, I was like, I could do that. And I could do that. And I would try all kinds of sports and I would do art. I've, I've sketched. I still have my sketchbook from when I was in high school. And, you know, I learned how to care for like baby birds. And then I learned how to crochet. And then like, I just I just was like wanting to just absorb everything. And I think all of us in a sense, have enough of that desire, but depending on our upbringing, depending on the community that we're raised in, depending on the economic status that we're born into, mm -hmm. will often determine how far we go with our, our desires and our dreams. 
right? It, it, I think to, to a degree it can until we begin to connect with the idea that we are all connected. And yes, once and that's what this book becoming supernatural is all about. It's like and, and I think that that limited it's it's OK to give yourself boundaries. And I yes. think that's without limitation. I only just recently learned how to do that. Just so you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've had friends go, Mickey, you don't understand. You need to put boundaries. You do not. You say yes to everyone and everything. Yeah. Only maybe two years ago, I started practicing boundaries. By the way, uh, Chewy Spree wants to know, who are some of your favorite performers and influences? Okay, so I would have to say I've become, I became obsessed with David Bowie um, like five, for about the past five years because I think he's phenomenal. Like, I, I just think that, but I didn't, it's when I was younger, I didn't really get David Bowie. Um, I like, I did, but I didn't like, I didn't get what he was doing. And, and I just feel like the past five years I've become obsessed with him and everything that he's done. Um, I don't like all of his songs, but I love all who of he them. is. Yeah. yeah. Who he is. And, and I really identify. And he's so vast. I mean, as a philosopher, as a speaker, as a songwriter, as a singer, as an actor, he was so unlimited and he yeah. like his, his voice, the way he would sing, it was like this. You could have done a musical. He could have done like you didn't know what you were listening to. If it was rock and roll, if it was like, and I love that. I love that it's like, it's epic conglomeration of like everything. He was like one of the few white men on Soul Train, like you know, yeah. and like he he just yeah. was a universal, universal, and I identify with that. I'm like, okay. I don't. I don't need to say what I am or what I'm not. I don't need to categorize you because you are who you are or what you're not. And so I identify with that feeling like an alien. Like, I think we probably felt like that growing up. It's like, we all feel like that. Actually, yeah, I did. Um, Probably why E.T. was like one of my favorite movies ever, ever, ever when it came out. Because when E.T. came out in the theaters, I had just entered seventh grade, eighth grade, seventh grade, seventh grade. And I really resonated with actually Elliot finding the best friend in E.T. because I felt so out of place in the world. I, I felt like people didn't understand me mm-hmm. and they didn't they didn't get my groove and they would try to put a lid on it. When yeah. you have the energy that like you and I have, but you were the quiet one in the family. I was kind of quiet, but then I wasn't. Believe it or not, I had a, I had a quite kind of silent side to my a timid side, I guess that's the word. Uh-huh. Um, I just didn't fall into line, and I found myself trying to fit into cliques my whole life, whether it was family, whether it was friends, whether it was sports. And even in the music scene here, I mean, full disclosure, here in Sacramento, when I first dove into the music scene back in 2011, 2012, to work in it, mm-hmm. it wasn't my my – genre it was hard rock and metal but I appreciated the people involved and I got involved with the people in the community behind it and so and and it was also part of me just trying to fit into something and feeling part of a like a unit yeah what is your genre what is your genre you know that's a good question because now is I've been solid working with the women's international music network since 2016 and what with that is I've just discovered so many women doing so many wonderful things in the industry and I think that was more the direction. So, because for me, a song gravitates to me on one of three ways: either it's the music and the arrangement, or the lyrics, or maybe a combination of both, or maybe the way the person sang it. For instance, like, and I'm going to throw this back because 
show of hands that are listening in the room who caught the Brandy versus Monica on versus on. Oh my gosh. Oh, I didn't see that. Yo. Okay. So versus with <laughs> Z's versus versus. So th- they do this, this, these famous little friendly like battles and not really battles. So the artists sit there and they'll play their, their old school music and, and people get to vote who wins the rounds. And this was a huge deal because Brandy and Monica are the R and B Queens from the nineties hands down and they filmed it at the tyler perry studio so they were live on instagram they were live on i think like apple and there and a couple of other things but just on instagram alone they surpassed viewer while they were live 1.2 million people were checked in but this was the now so 52 my age so you know growing up 80s was my music and then as i got into my 20s that's where the 90s so all of these famous OG singers, all of these actors. We had Michelle Obama in the room. We had um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the room. We had Kamala Harris in the room. We had Elon. It was like all of these people. We had Babyface was in the room, right? Snoop was in the room. Method Man was in the room. Queen Latifah was in the room. And my mind is just blowing because we're at a point in technology where I'm sitting here chatting in the same room with all of the icons and the people that I looked up to and the people that I grew up with. And it was throwing me back because what I missed that I don't hear now is the lyrical content of a song. And I know what it comes down to because it's an attention span thing. We're going to go deep in this for a second. I'm trying to, because we're already almost an hour into the show, believe it or not. But music has transcended from being about lyrical content and playing real instruments because this was way before the internet to now after the dawn of SpongeBob and the seven second scene change, that's where that birthed. Okay. So the intention span goes away because scenes change every seven seconds. If you don't believe me, watch any movie from the eighties. You're going to get bored because the scenes are so long. (laughs) Seventies. So long because there wasn't this quick change of, of editing and that has transcended in music because everyone can produce their own music now. They don't even really need labels. Labels are starting to shut down. They've had to fire people. They've had to size down. People can produce their own music and they're more into the sounds that they can make and how that rhythm goes versus what they're singing about. I've noticed at least in mainstream and not even then Spotify, whatever that streams, but these songs, man, Monica and Brandy, they they're throwing their songs back and forth and everyone in the room was like, Oh my God. And I remember like Queen Latifah said, I would wear 20 masks to go to that tour. Like, cause those, <laughs> those two were like teasing that they're going to go on tour and you, you've got Missy Elliott going, they got catalogs on catalogs on catalogs of songs and, just lyrically, the music just right here. You, in fact, there was one guy that kept popping up, going, "I'm missing women I ain't even met." Like they're just, well, like all of a sudden, who who in here is texting their ex? Stop texting your ex because the music was just so there. And I'm clamoring to find for this youth today, for those that are in their teens to the early twenties. When I look at the top twenty list of songs, I'm not impressed at all. No. And that's how I can tell I'm old. But that's how I can tell I'm old. No, but you know what's what's really interesting? Like, and I, because I, I have Sirius XM in my Jeep. Okay. So I, I have Sirius XM and I love to listen to like, okay, I listen to like uh, the 30s station or like the 40s station. Then I listen to the 50s station. Wait, and then the 30s? Station. Yeah. Oh, I go all the way back. Yeah. Whoa. So that's old. <laughs> I you know, like the real old stuff. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm like, there was like, I found there was an Andrew sister song <sighs> called two jerks in a Jeep. 
I might have been three jerks in a Jeep, okay? And I was like, see, shitty music has always existed. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Hold just, on. But now, wait, when did that come out, though? Let, so that was, like, in the, I think in the 40s, I think. Okay, but, but think about that. It's three women, and music back then was really controlled by labels and oh, yeah. management. So somebody thought that that was okay and maybe they didn't want to do it but someone thought that that was okay to do oh, yeah. i wonder well, why three I think, three I think jerks just, in a jeep yeah t- three jerks or two jerks in a jeep look it up mm. it's terrible um <laughs> I'm, I'm about to actually you know what keep talking maybe i'll just pull this in and share yeah, the yeah, screen you keep talking it. i'm gonna freaking but, pull but that i up. think that what's it's it's hard to i guess like find music that you can vibe to unless you're doing i think that's why pandora is one of the best things ever because it's great to actually if if it's i like you can kind of find intuitionally music that kind of vibes with what you know artists that you like already um but like it's there's so many there are so many and like you said there's so much like the production value and production value is what really i think sells a song now and it's like you can and, and you put it in a movie, like licensing and sync, that's really where it's at right now. Because like, if you can just be in the background, because like you said, the attention span, it's like I, people put- And they're layering and they're doing, they're looping and they're layering upon layering upon layering upon layering. I mean, and then, and then there's like the dance club, right? So like- Yeah, I'm, I do love that stuff though. And so I'm, <laughs> yeah. And so I'm making music, like some of my music I make for the dance clubs because I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm all about like, I'm feeling this hype. I'm feeling this and I want to like, I want to go to the, you know, I want to go and play this like, you know, in the gay bars and I want to do this. Like, this is my, this is my idea of fun zone. Okay. That's what I want to do. Right. And then I'll write a song that's like a super like deep, you know, like love song, like Adele vibes, like, you know, and then I'm like, can we talk about Adele 21 in that album? Because I tell you what, whoa, every song on that album written her voice and the lyric and the lyrical content, she could have done that whole damn album acapella. It did not need music. Nope. That's talent in her vocals and lyrically. So, yeah. Okay, real quick, I found it. It's called Six Jerks in a Jeep." Shall we oh, listen? I was so off. Continue. <laughs> yeah, let's let's um. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna pull this up. Here we go. Can I like dance to it? If you want to, feel free. <laughs> Do it, girl. Look at these guys' faces. Wax and a hack? Okay, hold on. But check it out. Even though the lyrics are whack, Jack and a hack, they can sing. Production value. And then, yes, they can sing. And That's there's the no auto tune back in the 40s. No, no, you're right. Well, but the, but see, now you're going on the artist, though. I'm talking about the song. I'm oh, saying, the song is horrible. But if you can the, sing it really well, you can sing the hell out of the ingredients on the back of an almond milk carton if you're a great singer. 
who I mean, no one would buy it, but <laughs> they that looked like it might have been from a movie scene, maybe. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe that was just how they did music videos in the 40s. You know? Well, no, I mean, I honestly think they were actually in a movie because having those th three guys in front of them. Uh, you know what? That's entirely possible. So take a look at the screen. Someone has a request. Can we hear some off? <laughs> Can yeah. we? Are you okay. down? Okay. 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 She's um, down, y'all. Okay. Um <laughs> Okay, that's enough of that phrase. <laughs> oh God, it's been so long since I've seen that sung that. Um, and I'll do a little bit of magic flute. So that. <laughs> so there's a little. There you go. <laughs> Done. What? Done. Wow, that's good. Yeah. I mean, that was very little. Yeah, but very little. Wow, that was effortless. Yeah, thank you. But... <laughs> I just like to pull it out and then pull it back. Mm. Yeah. And just, just the tip. Just, <laughs> just the tip. Just pull it in there. Pull it back. Right, girl. You, you, know, you know what I like. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so, okay, what genre of or style have you? Do you um, is a more of um, an uphill battle for you that you have to put a lot, a little more effort than normal? You know, of the ones I, that you sing. I grew up singing kind of like R and B pop style, um, and I. I, it took me a while actually to to be able to sing rock, um, but even though it should have been an easy drop drag, um, it was kind of it was hard for me to stop with all the inflections because I loved it. Like I I loved you know dancing around and doing all that R and B you know flavor you know pop stuff, and I still love it every once in a while. But now, uh, <laughs> but I kind of made a marriage of the two where I'll sometimes like. But it was uh, it was a challenge for me. At one point, I was singing country music, um, and that's yeah. different. That is different. But and I only know there's some singing karaoke. Yeah. But <laughs> it's so different. Like trying to sing. I used to sing um Poor Me by Trick Pony. Oh, okay. Right. Poor me. Poor me. Right. And then I used to sing um Sugarland. Okay. Jennifer Nettles is my girl. Okay. That woman can sing. She can sing the out of a song. <laughs> but lyrically, anybody check out like their top 10 hits mm -hmm. and click on any of those videos. The music of the arrangement, the lyrical content and her singing, it's like <sighs> already gone. I cry every time oh, I watch that yeah. video and hear her sing. You know what I'm talking about. Such a great song. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like pop. But even with that country, there's that's this um, timing to country. Yeah. That's different. Well, and country music has transformed. Like my, my parents were actually that's true. country gospel. Uh, singer songwriters mm. and they almost got signed to marty robbins label back Ooh. in the day and like i so i watched them like sing on the grand old opry stage and like my mom used to do gospel music so i, I grew up first singing in church uh okay juice for jesus church um <laughs> for jesus juice yeah. for jesus okay it gets cray girl it gets really crazy <laughs> um <laughs> let me tell you the craziest thing was being a five-year-old watching like watching jews holy roll like wait wait jews who believe or juice. in jesus actually there's a church called jews for jesus it's an actual church a congregation oh my gosh girl i thought you said juice like orange juice you're talking jews like jews oh god i forgot because you do okay go ahead now you know mm -hmm. what's about me but yeah so yeah but there's nothing like that anyway um and then i went to a baptist <laughs> church so you go from jews for jesus to baptist so that's okay i am so but that that's all the same 
So um, what's the what's the hardest language that you have tried singing in? Oh God. Okay, I would say French is is the I have not mastered singing in French. Um, the, I still have a little American accent, but I'm told that's cute that they like a little bit of American. Accent. Okay. So I, I I didn't feel like I had to master it. What about <laughs> now? Did, now did I read that right? Have you sung in Japanese? I have. I can sing is that, for you. <laughs> is, oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Okay, everybody. And then we'll close this out in five minutes because we're rolling over an hour, but I really want to hear you sing in Japanese. So let's <laughs> let's hear it. Okay. So this is uh, Ringo Oiwake by um, uh, Misora Hibari. Ringo no hanabiraka. can't hear you for some reason now i think they shut us down Hold on. no that was okay. me okay. i i thought i had unmuted myself i got so excited i was twitter pated over that singing in japanese uh, that is that was really really amazing oh my goodness because you know and i asked japanese because when we watched mulan the live action uh, they brought Christina Aguilera back to redo her song Reflections, and it's a beautiful new version. But then the lead actress sings it in Chinese, and it's beautiful. And I thought, oh, wait, wait, wait. She said she sings in Japanese. I want to hear it. So I would love to sing in Chinese. i got to work that one out. Work that one out. I'm, the fact that it's easier for you to sing in Japanese than French, that's interesting. But as a vocalist, you probably have an explanation for that. No? Yeah, yeah. But I hope you give it enough time to hear it, so. <laughs> give it to me, and then we'll end this segment, because I really do want to know why it's easier for you to sing in Japanese than it is in French. Well, actually, because I, um, so there are some certain nuances in Japanese, of, but that are, it's, that are similar to, to French at times, they speak a little bit softer, but I'd say Chinese is actually much harder to master because it's more nuanced. Um, like like French is and there's a lot there's a slight tonic sounds like like for instance if you were to do like an R&B uh, sound to a rock sound there are just certain placements that would a slight shape difference on the inside that would change the sound the sonic okay. vibration and, and so and those slight things it's like you know like in Africa um, 
you know, different African languages, you know, if you're clicking, you know, or if you if you say one thing in a slight difference, it sounds like a completely different word. Yeah. So French is a very nuanced language, whereas if you if you say anything outside of a, whereas uh, Japanese is a little bit more like, in terms of the vowel sounds, it's a little bit more like Spanish. You can actually master the vowel sounds fairly easily. Um, and so it, it's it's slightly nuanced and there are a couple of differences. It's like like the, the, the Irish accent, I'm fairly, um, I, I can do it very well. And I know exactly how to, but there's different regionalizations that you could do with different Irish accents. And or oh, if, you, if you went into Scottish, that's a, that's a slight difference, it's a bit harder in the bite. And, and there's a slight, a deeper, the little starts to go a little deeper and it's a little bit slower. Uh, but you could speak fast in it, but it's a little bit, all the mood does all these weird things. So it's like, it's kind of crazy, <laughs> right? It's kind of crazy, like all these little nuances that, and, and like French, I can do a very good French accent, but when speaking in the actual, um, if you wanted to uh, speak in the, the French language, there are different syllables that um, they would speak differently. Like our language is more more simple, so it would be like it would be different. Like I do wow. a better Ru- Russian accent than I, I do. You're going in and out of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for that. And April, oh my gosh, would you believe this has been an hour and 13 minutes? No, you made it like fly by. Me? You made it fly by. I appreciate you because this is literally episode three. Now that I'm back in the game and I thought this was going to be like test three, but I think we nailed it. Girl, you nailed it. I was just Girl, you nailed by. it. Nailed. Just ride your <laughs> I appreciate the lesson. I appreciate the info. It was really good vibing with you. Thank you so much. And you smell so good. Thank you. You you scratched. You scratched. Scratch and sniff. Scratch and sniff vision. Somehow I'm going to figure out how to make that work. I swear to you. Oh, God, you smell really good, too. Yeah, right? Mm. I, sh- I showered just for you. Uh, you know so, what? We're <laughs> so, okay, so if people wanted here, check it out before we end up. If people wanted to find you, what is your website? I'm going to throw up on the banner. Okay, or, so you can find me ubiquitously at April Henry Music. So There it is. Yeah, on Insta, Facebook. Um, I have a website, AprilHenryMusic.com, which hasn't been updated. Um, <laughs> it's all beautiful. It's all good. You can find it's me. It's all beautiful. Well, you know what? Do you have a do you have a link tree? Because I use that right now until I get my website up. Oh no, I do not have a link tree. Girl, okay. Tell you what. After we end this, go to any of my my sites, my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter. Click on it, and you're going to see all the drop downs. It's a super cheap, cheap, quick way to get everyone to your links. That if you okay. don't want to use a website. Ooh, wow. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna check check you out more than I already have, which I thought was impossible, but now it's not. No, it's not. So I appreciate you, Miss April Henry. And thank you all for tuning in to episode three of The Bad Filipino. Hopefully by next week, I'm going to start getting a schedule. Then again, I don't fucking know. I was late to this. I may, you know what? Honestly, I may do two a week, one a week, one a month, five a day. We don't know, but we'll figure it out, right? And I'm really serious. I actually do want to take a lesson or two from you if that's cool. Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. Awesome. We're on. Awesome, we're on. We're on like Donkey Kong. But bam. Until then, (laughs) remember, every day that you wake up, it is you who determines how your day will go. So let us all do our best to manifest loving, safe energy vibes. Stay cool this Labor Day weekend. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Peace out.